Hello and welcome to a Waypoint Church podcast by Jim Privet. We hope you enjoy listening to it. So this is the first Sunday of the new year. So we get a chance on this first Sunday of the new year to look backwards and to look forwards, to reflect on what's just been and to, to hope for something very different. I'm sure that's probably a lot of us this, this time around. So 2020 was um, uh, an interesting year, wasn't it? Let's be honest. For us as a private family, uh, there's been a lot of uh, good moments and a lot of not so good moments. Um, we've never done PE with Joe Wicks before as a family. We've never thrown marshmallows off the roof of our house and caught them in our mouth. We've never done homeschooling before, all the great things. I hope you never have to do homeschooling again. Um, but also we've never lived as a family with so much uncertainty and anxiety. A lot of you know um, my wife works in the hospital, so she's been kind of been on the on the front line with some of this stuff, and it's been it's been tough at times. I know many of you have had personal loss, you know, and our prayers go out to you, our love goes out to you. Uh, I know many of you have perhaps had issues with jobs as well, and so we're all hoping for a very different looking twenty twenty one. I'm sure, but I also hope that we can identify um, God throughout 2020 as well. You know, I, I'm a firm believer that God wants to give fresh testimony and do new things all the time. And for those of you with a good memory or perhaps a, a cluttered fridge, will know that our, our motto text last year was that from taken from Isaiah 43, that see, I'm doing a new thing. I'm pretty sure we did not think the new thing would be what we did in 2020. Uh, that was our motto text last year. See, I'm doing a new thing. It was such a relevant text for 2020. Such a prophetic text as well, especially in light of all the challenges that COVID uh, threw our way. But we saw God do some incredible things during 2020. Um, and we just want to share some with you now to remind you so we can give thanks as well. Um, the first was we had three main sermon series in 2020. The first one was the letter to the Ephesians as we looked at the new thing of God and that his way was bigger, the blueprint that he was setting up with this which is crazy to think about it now, right? With this kind of, these churches in Ephesus that were home churches and they met ever so often, but they weren't all together all the time. And, you know, so really this new blueprint of what God was doing in, in Ephesus was 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 not too far different to what I guess what we've been experiencing, being a bit dispersed, but being together, unified as well. And, you know, that we went on in that series to talk about how, that because we are united in Christ and through Christ, that, that should impact how we live, our home relationships, our uh, societal relationships as well, what we do in society, how we're seen in society, uh, our character, uh, our, all that sort of stuff. And I know that for many, that was a really um, great way to kick off 2020. And I think actually looking back with hindsight, what an amazing series to look at, right? We actually, we actually had to finish this series online. I think we got two thirds through and then COVID struck. And I just want to say a massive thank you to um, everyone that has helped um, in terms of, of giving up their time, some people giving up hours, days, weeks, you know, to edit things and to record things and to to get audio mixes and visuals, all that stuff. Thank you. Those first few months were crazy, crazy. Thank you. Without you now, we wouldn't have an online presence like this because we then evolved into live stream. Um, and thank you again for those that have helped in that building studios and stuff as well. We have this online presence because of of you, but God had it all sorted out in the first place. Um, so it's amazing to, to give thanks to God for that and to give thanks for you to you guys and girls as well. Um, yeah, and you know what? We're able now to, to, to show the watching world what a church can be like. It might not be in the physical church, but actually they can join us online as well. So it's great. 
We then moved on to plan, uh, living in plan B, which is our second series around about May time, looking at the biblical wisdom from Daniel. Uh, and he was taken from an environment, wasn't he, that he knew and loved and was accustomed to into a brand new environment that he had no idea the culture and the customs then had to get to learn that. We really felt that that was quite a good series to unpack because we were having to do that as a result of COVID as well. This was the first time I think I've ever um, gone I say gone to church and sat on an exercise bike at the same time whilst watching a service. It was pretty crazy. Uh, the, the third series we looked at was The Jesus Way, which we finished just before our Christmas services. Now, I think for many of us, we felt that we would be probably back to some level of normality in September, but it just didn't happen. And so I think that this series came at a really great time. As we looked at those sort of two chapters through Matthew 5 through 7, Sermon on the Mount, we, we got to think a little bit bigger didn't we that actually the Jesus way is bigger than the four walls that we couldn't go to church it's bigger than that so what does it look like and so we unpacked that together as a, as a church family it was great and lots of great feedback from you thank you we've learned a lot in 2020 as a church collectively you know the significance of connection through zoom either through prayer meetings or online cooking or, or quizzes and stuff it's just been integral to to be able to do that but we've done lots more than that as well and rather than me bleating on for the next 10 minutes. Um, I've asked a few people to put together a two-minute, I guess, um, highlight reel of some of the key ministries uh, that have developed, that are new and have evolved in 2020. Um, I've got to watch this video together now. Hi, my name's Emily Downing. I'm part of the Alpha team. Um, when I talk a little bit about the impact Alpha's had this year, it's been a really difficult year, hasn't it? In so many different ways, it's been really challenging. One of the good things about that is as Christians, we've been able to share with our friends and family, maybe some deeper conversations and uh, an opportunity to share our faith in Jesus being our hope. And it's been the same really for Alpha. We've managed to run two courses this year. First one right at the beginning of lockdown and the second one started in November. Um, we've had about 30 guests come along and each one of them has developed in their faith journey so far. It's been really, really exciting to see. Um, a few examples that would be quite good. We had one lady who'd never ever prayed before who learned to pray and prayed her very first prayer. And it was brilliant to see God answer that. One of our younger guests even went to college and explained to her friends that she'd become a Christian. We had um, people pick up the Bible for the first time, reading the Gospels for the first time. We had people picking up um, C.S. Lewis and other authors and just reading those books and learning more and more. At the weekend, we saw a number of people touched in a fresh and new way by the Holy Spirit. It's just a real privilege to see how God was working in all these different people's lives. All the groups from the first course have kept in touch. Our group particularly went out for a lovely meal and it's good to renew those friendships and I know one group has even carried on discussing matters of faith and God on Zoom on a regular basis which is just amazing to hear that they're still doing that. Being part of a team has also been a really great experience. I found it a real blessing in particular getting to know more people from Waypoint and it's just been a real enjoyable experience. One of the things that was really interesting to me is how rich the content of the Alpha videos and how much I learnt myself. Catherine Booth once said, if you want to change the future, then you must disrupt the present. With those words swirling around my head for weeks during quiet time, I just prayed to the Holy Spirit, what is it you want me to do with that? I kid you not, for 48 hours straight, every last thing that appeared on my newsfeed on social media, whether it be posts, shares, recommendations, everything was about 24-7 prayer or from 24-7 prayer, or have you considered setting up a prayer room? And I was like, if you ever get the feeling God is trying to tell you something. So with that vision in mind, I gathered around me people that I knew were already really passionate about prayer, 
who could share that vision of setting up a space where people could just hang out with Jesus and have a place where the presence of God was just really tangible and they could just spend time with him. You guys know who you are, so thank you so much for all your love and support and encouragement over the last four or five months. About 50 people visited the prayer room in November and 25 of those were coming back repeatedly to spend time with God. So many people found freedom in just having that space free from distractions where there was a tangible sense of the presence of God because it was just soaked in prayer and just set aside time to spend with Jesus. I know there was crying, there was laughing, there was kingdom business being done, there was worship, there was just relationships with Jesus being deepened because they were being authentic and honest with God in prayer. It was an immense blessing to everybody who used it. So I'm going to be looking for a permanent solution to find a 24-7 prayer room which is available at any time of night and day, um, which can be permanent. I've said it now, it's going on YouTube, so I'm going to have to make it happen. But you know what, if you want to be part of making that happen, if you want to be part of building God's kingdom, not only here at Waypoint, but as part of a global movement of prayer, then I would love to hear from you. Because there's one thing that I know for sure, and that is prayer changes things. On the 18th of March, with COVID cases rising, the world going into lockdown, the idea was born to deliver food to free school meal families at St John's School, to practically help people having to shield and to give boredom bags to the isolated. By the 23rd of March, we were ready with a team of volunteers and two donation tables in the foyer. Then, that evening, lockdown. Churches were closed. But two days later, the hub opened with Fair and Borough Council approval to provide three essential services, food, practical helps and boredom bags. Donations and referrals came in and we grew, taking over the foyer. We applied for and received grant funding and formed partnerships with local supermarkets and other groups and organisations. Volunteers from our church family and local community faithfully and selflessly served our community. As we came out of lockdown in July, our focus shifted. With just occasional boredom bags, less practical helps, and more and more requests for food as people's financial needs increased. We started drop-in sessions for collection of food parcels, provided extra food in the school holidays, and last week surprised people with gifts, toys, and Christmas treats. Each person is far more than an ID number. They are an individual with their own story and circumstances. And unbelievable, 41 weeks later, 2,250 helps, 60% of which have been food parcels, the hub is now a permanent ministry based here in the old creche. We are well known in our community with support and donations increasing. We run two sessions a week for food collection, deliver food parcels, help practically and love, bless and treat people. We had no idea the impact the hub would have as we reached new places and people with the love of Jesus by showing love in action, celebrating births, birthdays and new jobs, standing alongside people in illness, hospital admissions and bereavement, praying with and for people, giving out Christian books and a Bible, reducing stress, worry, fear and isolation, sharing life and faith stories and experiences, being a lifeline and building lasting friendships. Thank you to everyone who has been part of the hub journey so far 
and we look forward to what God has in store for us in 2021 as we go out and continue to serve. God is so good, isn't he? It's amazing to hear what he is doing through those incredible ministries and people as well. Thank you so much. You know, his mission doesn't change, but how we've had to do things has had to radically and quickly change. Uh, it's exciting, though, to know that we are still joining in with his will uh, for our local community, meeting the practical needs of those on our doorsteps, the, the mental needs as well, but also spiritually being able to do this. You know, he's clearly been at work over this last uh, year. He's done more than we could ever ask for or imagine. It's great. But but what next? You know, what next for us as a church and individuals as well? You know, I'm sure we've got many goals and visions and dreams of what we'd like uh, 2021 to look like. Um, lots of hopes, I'm sure. But we can't always be guaranteed that those will happen. Right. We don't know. We're still pretty much in terms of things like being in tier four and that stuff. We're pretty much in the same boat still. But what we do know is that God holds the future secure in and through Jesus Christ. And that is something that we really need to take hold of in 2021, that we really need to stand on and be confident of on uh, in 2021. You know, as a group of elders, we began to meet at the end of last year and pray, what is God doing next? It would have been easy to carry last year's motto, see, I'm doing a new thing, Isaiah 43, into this year. We really feel like God is still doing a new thing. But we also felt like he was funneling that down and becoming making a much more focused um, about us in that security of knowing who Jesus is, of of knowing that he holds the future. So we, we managed to settle on one verse that's going to be our motto text for this coming year. It's taken from Philippians uh, chapter 3, verse 14. I'm going to read it for you now. Uh, and then we're going to unpack that very quickly together. So Philippians 3 uh, verse 14 <clears throat> says this. I press on towards the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenwards in Christ Jesus. You know, we've got these little um, these motto cards, motto text cards that are going to go out to you as we always do. We don't know how we're going to get them to you at the moment. We'll work it out. Please be patient as we do. They look great, don't they? Thank you, uh, Izzy, for putting them together. Um, they look fantastic. I'm really excited about what this motto text can mean for us. I really feel like this is the next evolution of the new thing that we looked at last year, you know, that we're pressing on. What does that mean for us as individuals, but also collectively as a church about what does it mean to grow and to get uh, more confident and knowing that Jesus holds our future. So I've got two kids, as many of you know, Emily and Obi, and every year on their birthday, what they do is, uh, is that they... We go up to the, we've got an airing cupboard in our house and on the inside of the door, we, we, we notch off on the airing cupboard door um, how tall they are, how much they've grown over the last year, how much they've matured, over, how much taller they got over the last year. And uh, they're obsessed with it, right? They get really excited, I'm taller than you when you're this age and blah, 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 that sort of stuff as well. Now, when I open the, the airing cupboard door and I look at it, it reminds me as well of my height, not my, not my physical height. But my spiritual height, you know, I, although I do still believe in a God of miracles, I don't think I'm going to get much taller. Um, but my spiritual height, I suppose, how much have I grown over the last year? And how much do I want to grow going into 2021 as well? How much more do I want to mature in my faith in 2021, you know? And it's, it's a great reminder for me. What am I focusing on as I go into this new year? You know, I know that last year for lots of people in terms of their faith was very difficult. I've had conversations with people about... What is faith without church on a Sunday? You know, deconstructing what is it that I really believe now and that kind of thing. You know, when Paul wrote this, this, this letters, 
this Philippians that we read in the Bible to the church in Philippi, you, you know, we have to understand he wrote this as, as a man who'd understood, you know, shipwreck. He'd gone through shipwrecks. He'd been in prison. He'd been, he'd had stones thrown at him as well. You know, following Jesus for him was difficult, was really, really difficult. But he managed to keep the centrality of Jesus as his goal. And that's really what we want to encourage you in as leaders this year going forward. You know, he, when Paul wrote this, he had an athlete in mind, you know, someone who had, who has got this, this set goal. He was training and straining and wanting to grow and mature and get better and sharper and ultimately going on to win that prize. You know, as we as followers of Jesus, we have to set that goal as well. You know, and that goal for Paul, it was to become more Christ-like, Christ-likeness. And it was to be with Christ of the day, Christ's oneness. That is our goal. You know, that word press actually translates as pursue or to chase after to chase after that goal. But often what we'll find going into this new year is that we're going to have many other goals and they're good, right? We're going to want to pursue goals such as maybe self-achievement or um, personal achievement or development or financial security or health or things that just wanted to go back to normal. There's going to be many things that we're going to hold up as goals this year as we go into it. There's nothing wrong with those things, but very quickly, if we're not careful, those things will displace and deter and and pull us away from the pursuit of our main goal for 2021. That goal of following Jesus, becoming more like Jesus, that Christ likeness, Christ oneness. We need to keep in mind all the time and to set above all the other goals we're going to have. You know, Paul's entire life was to become more like Christ. We hopefully ours are as well. Hopefully ours are as well, you know, and that's something that we're really excited about as we press on together as individuals and collectively as a church as well. You know, how do we get tighter fellowship, tighter relationship with Jesus walking into 2021? And so we're really excited about what this could mean for us. We really feel like that there's going to be a lot of breakthrough this year in terms of individual relationships with Jesus. That He's going to want to do new things, things that we've never seen before, you know, as we press on and we pursue him. And to do that, to help you and to encourage you, uh, we want to equip you by starting a brand new sermon series. I'm so excited by this, looking at uh, Romans and it's a sermon series called Unashamed as we unpack what it means to be an apprentice follower of Jesus Christ. Is it what it means to seek first him, to pursue him, to press on towards him? You know, I'm excited by this year. You know, we may still be in tier four for, for a month or two. We could be tier three. I don't know. But I believe in, in a God that wants to give fresh testimony that is in, in, in daily relationship with us. As we press on and we keep that goal in mind, that Christ likeness, that Christ oneness, to become more like him as we pursue Jesus more. As we want to be determined disciples, apprentices of Jesus, I think we're going to see some incredible things that go way beyond tears. Way beyond what, you know, what we've experienced so far, so far. So let's be those people. You know, let's press on, as the motto text says. Let's pursue Jesus with everything that we've got. Let's keep that goal in mind so we can go on to win the prize ultimately. Now, to do that, you know, we can start in many places, but the best place to start, I think, is to go back with, to the one who pursued us first. Jesus pursued us with his incredible love for us. He came, as we've seen recently in the Christmas um, services, he came as a baby. He grew up and he died on the cross because he pursued us with his love. He wanted to be in relationship with us. And so 
Uh, if you're at home right now and uh, you, you've got the, the means to be able to do so, I'm going to just lead us in communion. Uh, grab what you can. And, uh, and then we're going to just um, remind ourselves of the one that pursued us first so that we can go on living a life that's about pursuing him, pressing on towards that goal of, of Christ-likeness, Christ-oneness. Yeah, let's spend time remembering Jesus now. Lord Jesus, we come before you now in remembrance, in remembrance of who you are and what you have done for us. And with humility, we ask you to examine our hearts, to reveal any secret pride, any confessed, any unconfessed sin, any rebellion or unforgiveness. Thank you for your death. Your death that removes and forgives us for those things. And as we take the bread in a moment, representing your body, your body that was broken for us, we, we remember and we celebrate your faithfulness to us. We can't begin to understand the agonising suffering that you went through in your pursuit of us. And yet you did. You took that pain on. You died for me, for us. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for your extravagant love. Thank you that your death gave me life, abundant life, now and eternal life forever. And so we eat this bread now in remembrance of you. And in the same way, we drink we drink this cup representing your blood poured out for us. That blood shed, giving us new life, washing us clean, making us whole. That blood, your body, broken for us, poured out for us, means that we are free from the, from the power and the penalty of sin. And Lord, as we drink now, Holy Spirit, we just pray that you'll fill us again and transform us so that we will be people that want to pursue you, that press on towards the goal of becoming more like you. Christ-likeness, Christ-oneness. So that ultimately, we know that we can stand before you, Heavenly Father, and we can hear those words, well done, my good and faithful servant. Let's drink. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Lord, I pray that we will, we will be more determined disciples this coming year. That we'll see thresholds broken, that we will go way beyond than we have before with our, in our relationship with you as we pursue you, as we put you first, as we press on, we put that goal of you above every other goal, every other hope that we might have this year. Lord, thank you for what will be. Amen. Amen.